From deep inside the Death Star, I'm Chad Beter. And I'm Andrew Richards. And welcome to Defrag Tools, the show that takes you inside Microsoft and inside Windows. Andrew is back this week. Out of the trenches. Been a little <laughs> while. We've been pretty busy with, uh, yeah. you know, Windows, uh, what are we calling it? Spring, Spring Creators Update, right? Yep. That's the one. Uh, Redstone 4 is the code name, uh, but it's uh, it's winding down now. We're getting it out the door, and we're we're here. We're doing this, yep. and we're going to talk about H results. Yeah, um, this part you know, kind of popped in my head is you know obviously when we wind down windows and help people fix their issues, you're looking at the error code and the error number, and a lot of the error numbers actually have like description to them, and actually if they're of type H result, which is the, just a normal error code. It's just a, a classification of error codes, I suppose you could call it. Um, they actually have these descriptions in them. So we thought we might deep dive into what an H result is. This is the code you're seeing on, you like know, all over. everywhere. You know, whenever yeah. something fails, you say, hey, error code blah popped up on the screen. Yeah, yeah. C0001 or whatever yeah, it is. Or, yeah, you know, yeah. more A007002 or Right, yeah, all these codes. I'm like, what do they mean? And then, I, like, we both are like this in a situation where we can just stare at the screen and go, well, that's a file not found. And you right. go, how the hell did you get from this esoteric bunch of hexadecimal numbers to that observation so quickly? And what we're right. going to do is hopefully teach you what the tricks are. And, um, and how you can actually quickly learn it. And actually, there's only about five or ten numbers you actually need to remember, right. uh, as in the common ones. The common ones. And uh, that kind of gets you a long way. So like, find not found, access denied, general failure, I don't know what's happening type stuff. It turns out there is a, a logic to this, unbelievably, yeah. or believably. Uh, so yeah, the various bit fields mean things, right? They do. And so here's the um, here's some very common names and some very common codes. And I'll zoom up a bit. Um, you're, you know, you're, these eights on the front are very common, and well, they're yeah. very common because that's that's part of the rule, and we'll go into that very soon. Mm -hmm. But although some of these are very obvious, you know, things like you know, access denied when you, when you don't have access to some object like a file or something, mm -hmm. general failures. Whoops! Something went wrong. Right. This one, one at the bottom, is is quite uh, common. It's the, it's like the default error code you use when you don't know what error code <laughs> or what happened really. Right. And so you will see this bottom one. Sometimes <coughs> you'll see it called catastrophic failure. Uh. Uh, the CLR actually maps it to the to the error message catastrophic failure, and in Windows we map it to unexpected failure. And they could have gone with something a little more like apocalyptic failure. I yeah. don't know. Catastrophic <laughs> just doesn't quite, yeah. you know, seem bad enough. <laughs> Pretty bad anyway. <laughs> um, and I'll, I'll, while we're here, I'm going to point out that you'll notice that in the middle here, sometimes there's zeros, sometimes there's sevens, um, and actually there can be any number in the middle. But we'll point out the zero and the seven. Just keep that in your mind. Okay. So. What is an H result? So an H result is a, a, a D word. It means it's uh, four bytes of, of data, right? And which is and you represent that with eight letters of hex. So uh, each four bits is is a letter in the alphabet from zero to F. A letter or a number, sure. A letter yeah, or a number, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> a, a, a digit, a, 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 digit. a character. A hexadecimal. Whatever. Digit. Zero to zero to F. Hex digit. Yeah. And so you're going to see eight up to eight letters, or you will see eight letters. It is very common, uh, it's a kind of standard that when you're printing out an H result on the screen, you zero pad it. So if the right. error code is 12, then it would put 0000012, right? right, right. Um, just because you want to keep that, that eight, uh, eight character mm -hmm. uh, annotation on it. It's also very common um, to always print it out in hexadecimal rather than, than decimal. If you see minus 214, something, yeah. it's an H result. That's, yeah. that's how 
um, an upper bit of eight zero something runs out in decimal. So if you see minus two one four yeah, something something yeah. something, it's it's an eight result. You'll see those sometimes. You have to go convert them to hex, and then you'll be like, oh, it's C zero. Something very simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. some rounded nice number. Mm -hmm. So the way it works is you pack in at the bottom sixteen bits, which was for a long time, you know, Windows 16-bit, everything else, everything was defined as 16 bits. Mm. Uh, that's the code. That's the, the thought process of what went wrong, right? Okay. Then above that, we then have the tricks and the, the tips. The next one is the facility, mm -hmm. and it's actually only uh, 15 bits, not, not uh, 16 bits. Mm -hmm. Is it 15? Or oh, whatever it is. Uh, it's it's, uh, it's like so, so, uh, it's, it's 11 bits, 11 bits. 11 bits. Uh, it doesn't actually round off to a perfect like FFF or something. It's actually missing one bit. Mm. Tends to not matter because facilities only go up to in the hundreds right now. They're not using all nowhere close to that many bits. Right. So it is kind of irrelevant. Uh, the next bit, bit 27X, is actually not used by anybody. Okay. So basically you can kind of cheat and assume it's part of the facility and it's just a zero. Okay. So that kind of gives you the rounding back to a couple of letters. Mm. So normally what you do is you say the bottom four, so those you know, FFFFs are the code. Mm -hmm. The next two are the facility. It's not not technically true, but it's good enough Close in practice. Close enough in practice. Mm -hmm. And then the top um, bits define something that isn't used. And then the last, uh, the 28 and 29 aren't used. They're always zero or very commonly zero. Technically 29, which is the client bit, the customer bit. Um, you, if you wanted to find your own code, that's how you would do it. Uh, uh, I have never seen someone do it in my never, life. Never seen so anyone. They either. put it in the protocol or in the standard, and I've never seen anybody actually Everyone do it. Everyone just uses the Microsoft ones. Yeah. yeah. And then the last two are actually where the gold is. And so uh, 30 and 31. So as much as it's called restricted and, and or reserved, you can think of 30 as being a warning. Right? Okay. And so in, in, the, in the bit fields, that represents a character of four. And then the top one, bit 31, is error. So it's kind of like error and warning. Okay. And so the top one, being the eighth, uh, the last bit, represents an eight. Mm. Lo and behold, we get a lot of eights eight, at, the, at eight the front. Eight, zero, 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 something, right? Right. Which, which means error, but the second bit would be zero. So the error, but not severe. Yes, exactly ah, right. Okay. So if you turn both of them on, yeah. um, and turn error on and warning on, right. you end up with eight plus four, so eight, nine, a, B, C. And the other thing you very regularly see is a C, zero, zero, something, something, something. Which just right. basically, so a C, zero, 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 five would be error, warning, warning, error code five. Which is access denied. Which is access denied. That's how right. we get it. Okay. And so we kind of cheat by saying, well, if you've got error and warning turned on, that's super bad. Mm. It happens to make the letter C and we say it's a critical. Ah, right. So we really have a warning, warning, error, and critical. Okay. If you see a C, the odds are it's very, uh, you know, very hard to recover from. Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of error codes that fly around in WinRT are, are C-based, as mm -hmm. in they have both turned on. Mm -hmm. But in more of the Win32 land, the last 20 years, it's all been um, mainly eight. That that warning bit is rarely turned on. Okay. And so <clears throat> the way that eight result works is from a uh, a purity point of view is. If the top bit is turned on, the 8-bit is turned on, it is an error and we are on the bad path. Right. If the bit is turned off, and that includes warning being turned on, um, if the other 31 bits are there solely, uh, then it's success. 
And so you can actually have a successful warning. So that'd be like a four would be the first. Would be success. Digit. It could be successful. Yes. Ah, okay. And only eight, uh, the eight bit turned on would be a failure. Okay. And there's macros for this. So the way that you uh, you process encode this this concept is you use the succeeded macro, and all it's doing is seeing if it's greater than or equal to zero. And you go, well, that's a bit weird. Doesn't the eight mean that we're greater than zero? No, because oh, yeah. it's a signed number. Uh huh. So th the bottom bit, or that that last bit being turned on, bit thirty-one moves yeah. you into the negative. And oh, so with yeah. eight turned on, it's actually a negative number. Hence, when you when you print it as decimal, right. it's negative two one four, blah blah blah, uh -huh. rather than positive two one four. And that's actually quite important. So yeah. when you're copy pasting it and trying to convert it from decimal to hex. It's important to include the negative the sign. The negative sign. Otherwise, the math is off. Right. Otherwise, you'll get a success code instead of a failure. <laughs> okay. So then, if it's negative, that means the first bit is set, which is just sort of how binary math works in yeah. computers, right? Signed, signed <laughs> integers. Yeah. Okay. And that's, so that's very handy. I and didn't then know that. The opposite's true. So if it's you know zero or greater, zero is is s okay macro. Uh, it is s you know, is zero. Everything's okay. Success. Right. Success. Okay. Error. Uh, and, okay. and then technically, if you were making a macro that represents a C one, you would have C underscore on the front and uh, W underscore on the front for warning, right? Right. Okay. So succeeder says, hey, if it's greater than zero, we're good. And then failed is the opposite of that. It says if it's less than Fail. zero. And you see these all over the Windows code where people have used those macros to see yeah. if a result was, was good or bad. Correct. Now, there is one error code that's not listed here, which is s underscore false, and I, I, we, should get this, we should get this page updated. s underscore false is 0001. Mm. The idea behind s okay and s false is they're both successful, but one returned a value and one didn't. So, for example, you might go, um, uh, you, know, you, you have a car object and you say, give me the driver. Oh, right? Right. Now, most of the time, the driver object or the person object, you know, the person's driving the car, and you return a person object. So you would return the object mm -hmm. and set the error code to SOK. Right. But if the car is parked and there is no driver right now, it's completely valid to ask that question. But what you do is you return a null person object and to give a hint to the caller that everything went okay, right. <coughs> the car's not on fire or anything, <laughs> um, but we did not return you data, you return S underscore false. Right. And that's the convention. Um, that's very important if you're writing C++ code that talks to CLR, to .NET. Okay. It expects that intrinsic. Uh, if you return like E fail or E invalid arg or whatever else you want to um, do, it will everything else, everything that's not a success will throw an exception. Mm. So if you have a, a property on an object on the car and you just want to go P equals car.person, and then the very next line of code, you want to say, if P doesn't equal null, go use them. You have to return a success. Right. right? Okay. If you return an error, it's just going to, you're just going to see a... It's going to throw an exception, then you got to handle it, or yeah, if it doesn't get handled, it's going to yeah. bad things. And this makes your code ugly, quite yeah, frankly. Yeah. And so that's a very important distinction. So the important thing to note there is S false is the value of one, which is succeeded. And so it's a common mistake that you see someone run one of these functions, they put an if succeeded macro around it, it returns a null object and then it crashes, mm. access violates on the null object. And it's because you really, sometimes you need to look at the contract and, and, and most APIs will say this, I return SOK on success, I return S false when that's a null object coming out and I, I throw E underscore something on 
something that went um, wrong. Errors, yeah. And so the if statement needs to be, instead of going if succeeded, if blah, blah, blah equals S underscore false. Um, so that gets you the true false nature of, of error codes. Right. All right, so the next phase is where did the error code come from? And this is where those sevens so I was talking about and stuff. upper bits there, not upper, but middle bits. Yeah, and this this facility, facility. range, mm -hmm. right? Which is, in I just go whatever, it's these two bits. Right. Uh, it's these two bits. Uh, this, the facility, basically, is the ability to have the same error code manufactured by different APIs. So for example, for the Win32 facility, which is facility seven, error code five is access, access denied. denied. We know our old friend, yeah. <coughs> um, let's assume that this four wasn't there. We could say that for the null facility, or say this was number 1A, or whatever, uh -huh. whatever you want to call it, yeah. five could represent no person in car. Something else. Totally. Right, or whatever yeah. it is, right? right or database right. offline, right. Or, or something completely different. So it allows two different APIs to share the same code. Right. And that's exactly why edge results were invented, to move these 16-bit codes up into a more a broader ecosystem where they could be shared, uh, all right? Okay. So the facility basically is in the middle. And the way that uh, particularly uh, you see people do this and why the, that seven in the middle is so popular is we ship a macro called edge result from Win32 code. Mm -hmm. So you pass in like that five for access denied. Right put it into here, it will pack the right bits, it'll put the five at the bottom, it'll put one, uh, seven in the middle, and it will set the error at the top. Um, mm. That's the only macro we ship, and so it's, most people tend to use it, right? But there is lots and lots of facilities. Uh, if you open up winerror.h, which you need to uh, get via the SDK, it's not shipped with Visual Studio, you have to install the platform SDK, all the facilities are listed. Right. And there's, I mean, the numbers max out at one or 2,000. So you know, it's, it's not that high in the, um, it's not that close to 64K. a ton of them. There's some that you see using, you know, like I notice like RPC, you see those sometimes. And yeah, and so the big one in here, and I'll just have to find it because there's so many, is Win32. Seven. Uh, which is number seven. Right. Um, the other one that you will see, and then there's, here's the null facility, which is the one where you get zeros. Mm. Uh, those, the null facilities are defined as uh, agnostic, as in uh, software agnostic or, or platform agnostic. It's just, this is e-fail. Right. I have, it doesn't have any association with some technology or anything. It's just common codes. Common. And, the, and that's, what these, th that's what this page is listing. Um, this page is listing a lot of the common codes like e-file and e-abort and stuff like that. That's right. E so that's, oh right, which is why that, that those bits there are zero in yeah. so many of these. Right. And so there's lots in here. Um, one of the ones that you will see a lot is I'm going to look for URT and you go, why am I looking, whoops. Uh, uh, you go, oh, why am I pointing out URT? Right. What's URT right, stand right, for? Yeah, I don't know. Uniform something. Universal Runtime was the original name for the CLR. Oh. This is .NET. .NET. Um, which actually is 1.3 in hex. Uh, it's not 19. It's going to be hex. Unfortunately, this is not defined in hexadecimal uh, to make it easier to read. Yeah, got to <laughs> um, do the math. Yeah, you got to do the math. But uh, URT is the one you'll see a lot, which is the CLR. CLR. 13. So any kind of .NET code or managed code is yeah. going to use that one a lot. So if you're a C programmer and you're delving through header files and stuff, you need to actually look for URT, not look for uh, CLR. 
Mm. Uh, the other one you see is C-O-R for core. Um, um, and then there's, there's lots in here. There's ones in here um, for you know, most systems. Um, one I will look for, I think it's in here. Uh, ah. Uh, HTTP. So ah. here's, here's an example of how, let's say you've got a 404 from a website. Right. Uh, this would be the appropriate way to pack a 404. You would put 404 as the code and then you would transport it saying this was an HTTP transport issue, for example. I see. Right. Okay. And there's lots in here and they're just, they all have their own, obviously every one of these has its own code range, right? Mm -hmm. you, can't, um, you can't really share them, right? So. This macro the, for Win32 one is very common, and right. it's common because that's what you get back from the OS. Right. So if you see a seven, right, it's Win32. That's one, that's one of the very few things you need to remember. And then you'll find that uh, certain numbers you'll start remembering, like five is access denied, yeah. two is file not found, three is path not found. Right. Uh, there's certain numbers that you just start remembering. And how do I know these, and how do you look them up? The phrase you need to remember is system error codes, and I'll actually I'll do this search again. Actually, I'm going to copy paste it because I'm lazy. Uh, if you can, if you search for system error codes, this is the landing page for the Win32 codes. Unfortunately, if you search for Win32 codes, <laughs> you don't get them. But uh, system error codes, uh, I actually have this page pinned to my desktop. You uh, use this so often. I do, because when I'm making, making code, I go through here and go, what's an appropriate error code to raise to rep truly represent this situation? Right. Um, the bottom zero, the zero to 499 range or zero to one F3 uh, range in hex uh, tends to be where most of the gold is. Yeah. This is where you're getting file not found. Common one. Path not found. Um, too many files open is pretty rare. Access denied. Um, invalid handles up there. You'll see that every once yeah, in a while. Yeah. And then what I tend to do is when I'm writing code is I'll just look, I'll search for words on this page that kind of have the right feeling, like uh, invalid parameter. So I'm like, okay, what's what's the you know, invalid parameter? There you go. It's, it's 57. And I wouldn't, I don't, I'm going to take a guess here. I would not be surprised if invalid parameter is uh, what that is. Uh, yeah, pure guess. Yeah. So I didn't even know that. And yeah. That was my guess. So um, there is lots of uh, you know codes here. The bottom here, I'm going to point this out because I have noticed this is a, a common mistake. Uh, all of these are state error codes. This bottom one actually is the error codes for uh, HTTP transport, right? So this is the twelve thousand range. Particularly, I know uh, I'm kind of used to this range. Um, the error, this range here, internet error codes. These are your. Uh, uh, this is when you talk into websites, right? right? And particularly, um, uh, uh, you know, things like timing out and uh, you know, always HTTP errors. Mm -hmm. The reason I mentioned this error code range is I see a lot of people mapping these codes to the Win32 facility. Ah, which is. But technically, it should be in the the Win HTTP facility. And so sometimes in your code, you may have to go if it's this code in the Win32 facility or this code in the uh, WinHTTP facility, then do my code. You have to code it both ways because people, this particular range should be associated with the HTTP facility, but people make that mistake. So ah, okay. uh, you I, in my code, I know because I write the symbol protocol, 
I, I, have, I code it both ways for, the, for that mistake. Right. right. But, but yeah, so error codes are one of those things where just by dissecting you know, the first bit um, is going to give you if it's an error. The middle is going to tell you what subsystem and Windows uh, made it. And then uh, the magic on the end will give you the, the error code. And go look at those websites to go correlate what they are. And, yeah. and if you're in the debugger, uh, in WinDBG, uh, uh, you can do yeah. bang error, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I should actually uh, point that out. Um, yeah. So the debugger does come with... Um, so I'm just debugging Notepad. You know, it's running. Everything's going great. Um, and then you know, I can do this guy. I mean, it had success. But, uh, so let's say that... There's bang error in the debugger, which is built into the debugger, and let's mm -hmm. choose uh, C007-0012. Uh, right? Sure. And there are no, so whatever, no more files. Um, the PDE extension, which we've talked about in the past, mm -hmm. uh, will actually go, it's very HResults-centric, so it will work out what facility it's from, it gives you the nice name, mm -hmm. and then it will give you the message that represents it. If I change that into a CLR one, it'll tell me, uh, is there any of these got a, a nice? Hmm, you got to find one that actually has exists. a description. <laughs> but yeah. So, which uh, actually is Tribear. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it will give you the, the facility it's from, and also the more common name. So, like it knows that URT is actually .NET CLR. For example, cool. if we choose a much higher number, I don't know what we should try D. Yeah, it's unknown. Yeah. <laughs> unknown instead of URT. Um, yeah, the user mode common log facility, whatever that is. Well, right. Not one that I've ever encountered. Um, but yeah, the PD extension is uh, it's aware of all the facilities, and actually for the ones which it has uh, deep knowledge of, it knows how to resolve the messages and all that type of stuff. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's that's uh, H results. Very um, cool. From a coding point of view, if you can accurately put out H results, you are in a much better support experience. Mm -hmm. Don't be so wishy-washy and just use two or three. The more granular you are, it easier is to find where the fault came from. Yeah. Uh, you know, being de being deliberate in the way that you code things. Don't just return e file because it's easy. It's the one you can remember. Yeah. If someone gave you a bad parameter, return. Be invalid arg. Yeah. If you haven't got round to writing the code yet, write e underscore not implemented. Right. The h result that you return when you're doing particularly between C++ and, and CLR, that defines the CLR exception that gets created and thrown. If you return e not implemented, it will return a system dot not implemented exception. If you return right. uh, you know, e invalid arg, it's going to make a system dot invalid argument exception. So. Yeah. Give people the chance to understand what's wrong and, and adapt to it. Those of us who spend our lives debugging other people's code very much appreciate when people use uh, descriptive error codes. <laughs> yes. And, and accurate error codes. So, um, yeah, hopefully that's a, a little deep dive that um, you know, can help you debug things. I watch you know, things on PC on, and on TV and stuff, and the error codes you see, you go, oh, I know what the error code is. <laughs> um, and you can be that person with your friends that and, and geek out. Yeah, I always get people when they show a blue screen on TV, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a kernel mode exception not yeah. handled. I think particularly with <laughs> the ones like, like C002, file not found, path yeah. not found, access denied, it's a very quick way to go, I know what you should do next, we should jump into process monitor because it's file-based. But right. if you see a facilities that's more like, 
you know, something obscure, like, you know, some cryptography thing or something, you go, yeah, I probably can't really root cause this one quickly. Uh, so yeah. it kind of gives you a, a very quick ballpark on, on your success rate. So cool. anyway, hopefully that's useful. Yeah, very cool. I, I mean, you know, I've spent my life seeing those and uh, it's, it's, I learned some stuff. It's interesting to see how they all fit together and where they're defined. It's quite algorithmic, actually. Yeah. It's actually quite elegant, actually. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty uh, good. And good now, old 1990s tech. That's right. <laughs> and now you know. So. Uh, all right. Well, that's our show. Thanks for watching. As always, if you have questions or comments, put them in the show notes down below. Uh, or email us at defragtools at microsoft.com. Thanks for watching. See you next week.